wants. Please don't forget to rate, re- rate, review, and subscribe. You know, we always appreciate those five-star reviews. And maybe I might read some fun reviews if you put me in on an upcoming episode. That would be lovely. Um, yeah, so welcome back to another episode. I am successfully moved in and I officially finally live with a boy after 31 years of my life. I think when I told my parents that I was moving, my mom was still like, that's such a grown-up decision. And I'm like, mom, I am an adult, kind of. So yes, I can finally live with a boy for once. But we got all moved in. Literally, my new place is right across the street from my old place, so it is very convenient. Um, Everything went pretty well. I had two days of the weekend that I just cleaned and moved everything out of. He had time off during the week and had the movers come move the big things. And then we nicely had them come over to my place and move the couple of big things that I did not want to deal with. So we are completely in. Turned over the keys Sunday to my place and had my little last moment to say goodbye to the brick wall that I always took photos and selfies in front of. Somebody sent me a snap and they're like, oh no, the brick wall. I'm like, I know. I think I need to find something like a fake backdrop and something like that so that I can have it in my new place because, you know, the townhome that we're in now is nice and a lot bigger, but just does not have the character that the old place did with the exposed brick. So if anybody knows where I can get a semi-real, at least from far away looking brick back backdrop, please let me know. We had our first giant joint grocery trip run over the weekend, which I was a little concerned about. We are trying very hard, at least initially, to pretend that we are going to be healthy adults and be good people and do meal planning. I, My best friend just moved in with her boyfriend not too long ago, and she's like, good luck. We thought we were going to do a great job, and we're ordering out almost all the time. I'm like, I know we're going to try really hard. So we went to our grocery trip. And of course, it was a Sunday afternoon. And I forget how much of a mess the grocery store is on a Sunday afternoon. Personally, I'm like a Monday night grocery trip person. So we go on Sunday and it was a hot damn mess. People were everywhere. But I feel like we did a pretty good job. We had one meal planning week down, a gazillion to go. But we did that. Then, of course, we had bought a new bed for this move, and we bought a mattress, and we got a dining room table, and we're setting up all this stuff. And then Grant's like, well, this is how much you owe me. And I'm like, we can figure out how much each other owes later in the day, later another time. Like, let's at least get moved in, figured it all out before you start charging me money. Which, by the way, the man does not have Venmo. And I'm like, I am not going to just start taking out wads of cash to pay you for bills. Like, (laughs) you're going to have to do something. He's like, well, I have PayPal. I'm like, please join us in 2020 and please get Venmo so that it is a lot easier to pay you. And we don't have to deal with PayPal and weird things like cash. So we have, of course, been discussing the decor of joining, joining, joining all of our stuff together. And the living room layout was the big one because we use his living room furniture. And then we were like, well, where is the Christmas tree going to go? Because, of course, that was really important to me. And so, of course, he's been off all week and 
had time to lay out things how he wants. And now he's on this kick of his own interior design company called IDBG, Interior Designs by Grant. And I'm like, you've got to calm down. Like, there are two layout options for the living room and we picked one. And then we didn't want to move it because we're lazy and I kind of ran his foot over with a chair and we had to have a pause moment for that. But there are only two choices. So we might try the other one out later on, but now the Christmas tree's up. So maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just leave it. But I just don't need him to take all the credit for all the quote-unquote interior design that we had happening. Uh, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I tried to purge a lot of stuff when I was moving. It was one of those that I had literally not thrown clothes away since I was in my early 20s, probably. Back when I was working retail and I was getting discounts on things and just had all this stuff that I really didn't need. But I had it down to five bags of clothes. I had a box of houseware, kind of plates, dishes, whatnot, And then I also have a book hoarding problem. So I had three bags of books I was trying to get rid of. And of course, DVDs, two bags of that. So I was on a mission because I'm terrible. Last time when I moved, I put bags in my car to go to Goodwill. And those bags, kid you not, sat there for six months. And by sat there, I mean, yes, I just drove around with them everywhere I went. And I just took these clothes with them, me would not drop them off, wouldn't take the time to do it, just wouldn't do it. So this time when I moved, I'm like, okay, you have all of this shit. You have to get rid of it. You cannot just let it be in your car forever. So I went to Goodwill first. And of course, they're only taking clothing right now. I don't know why they're not taking household items. But I go up there and I had to wait in line behind one, this nice little old man looking guy. And I roll up and the guy's like, okay, I'll take your stuff. And I ask him about the household items because I didn't know what I was going to do with them. And he's like, yes, just clothing. And then, of course, he thought I was going to be smuggling in shoes in my bags of clothing, which I thought that would have counted technically as clothing. But apparently it doesn't, which I think is suspicious. But anyway, got rid of my bags of clothes. And then I was going to go to Half Price Books, which was conveniently in the same area. And I had looked up the rules on half-price books because, you know, COVID, everyone has different things. And their rule was they would only accept three bags of books at a time. And, of course, I had five. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to come back and make another trip over to half-price books because they won't take all my stuff. Whatever. So I get to the store. I'm in the parking lot. I pile up my three bags into my arms and I have my purse with me and I shove it over my shoulder. Luckily I zipped it because normally I just let that bitch fly around. Everything's falling out all the time. So I have my purse over my shoulder carrying my bags. I am about two steps away from the sidewalk and the shoulder strap on my purse snaps off, breaks out of nowhere, drop my purse on the ground. I'm in the street This dude had just walked past me and he kind of stopped and I had some outburst. I don't know what I said, but I don't think I swore, shockingly. But I had this outburst that I had dropped my purse on the ground. I was like, I think I said something like, that can't be good. And he went to go and help me, but of course I picked it up fast enough. So I finally make it into half price books and I'm like huffing and puffing under my mask after I just had this almost could have been run over in the parking lot. 
and their sign says, oh, they could have taken up to 50 items. And I definitely did not have 50 books in those three bags. So I probably could have gotten rid of everything all in one shot, but whatever. So I turn up my stuff and, you know, last time I went to Half Price Books, I know I'm not going to get a lot of money out of everything, but one would think that you would get something worthwhile. And of course they gave you their whole little spiel about you only get back what they can think they can sell it for. So if it's not a lot, like you can take it or leave it. But really, I'm like, who is not taking it? I'm just trying to get rid of these out of my life and have storage space. So give me whatever money you want. Anyway, long story short, I got a whopping $13 cash back for the three bags of books. And some of those books were new. And some of them, I'm just like, again, I know you're not selling that much profit on them, but I didn't even get a dollar a book, not even a dollar a book. So please stay tuned for when I return two bags of DVDs and see if I get any money out of that. So uh, the one good thing that did come out of me going to Half Price Books is they took about 20 minutes. They said, just go look around. We'll call your name when they get our stuff, whatever. So I'm looking around and I find this delightful book that I did not know existed um, related to a Bravo Leopardy. Uh, I watch Below Deck. You may recall I watch Vanderpump Rules, all that kind of stuff. So Captain Lee of Below Deck has a book. I am shocked. I did not know this was a thing. And they actually had two or three copies of this at Half Price Books. No, I did not buy it. But I took a picture of it and snapped it out to my boyfriend and another couple that we watched the show with. And I'm like, do we want to make a book club situation out of this? They have a couple copies. But the book is called Running Against the Tide. Tale, True Tales from the Stud of the Sea. Captain Lee, did you give yourself this nickname? Did someone else give you this nickname? I'm assuming the answer to that is in the book that I have not read. But how do we get this nickname? Questions there. And either way, I'm very excited about it. And then, of course, I decided to look up reviews of the book to see if it was even worth it. And I'm going to read you a little bit of this lady's review from three months ago. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is literally eight paragraphs long on Goodreads, but it goes as followed, follows, and she rates it only three stars. I'm a fan of Below Deck on Bravo. I watch all of the shows. I won this hardcover as a Goodread, which was wonderful since the COVID Trump pandemic has closed all the libraries. Due to the stress of five months of quarantine, I stopped reading books. Then a gal pal asked if I was reading any books. I realized that I missed reading because it's always been extremely relaxing for me. I'm only able to lose myself in a good book. I only read nonfiction. My former spouse was amazed that I could read while he watched an NFL game while he yelled at the TV. I grew up in a noisy small apartment and read books to escape. I could read during a nuclear attack. LOL. Recently, I've discovered that a longtime friend never reads books. I have no comprehension of not reading books. He's a boomer, so no, it is not a millennial thing. So winning this book was wonderful because most of the other good reads are on the tablet. And I don't like and I don't look forward to reading them. I like the smell and feel of a real book. 
this autobiography was written before the unfortunate drug overdose death of Captain Lee's adult son. Lee, as a captain, has a very wire sense of humor, swears like a sailor, the sailor he is, and doesn't give a damn what anyone thinks about him. This led me to believe that this colorful man would co-author a good autobiography. I was disappointed because I assumed that it would be about his career as a captain on luxury yachts and that he'd have some good tea to spill, but he doesn't dish at all. And yes, that is only two paragraphs of her eight-paragraph saga. But I just had to share with you all that just her saga of not reading during quarantine and several of the other reviews talked about how it was a little bit boring and it didn't really talk about Below Deck. But long story short, if anyone has read this book, please let me know. She finally ends it with saying, the autobiography just drifts off into the haze like a boat that's no longer tethered to a dock, leaving one feeling as if the waiter never served the main course after the amuse-bouche. Basically, Lee wrote this for the money. It's obvious he didn't care about the details. This poor woman. I always wonder about these people and how they have time to write giantly long reviews. I mean, I appreciate the reviews, but I did not need an eight-paragraph review. But stay tuned. See if I can get a copy of this running against the tide, and maybe we'll start our own little book club here. Uh, Also related to Below Deck, conveniently... Right before I recorded this, uh, my boyfriend sent this breaking news related to the show. So back in November, the quarterback from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, I guess, was on an episode. Name is Max Gilliam. And he has just issued an apology for eating sushi off of a nude model during the filming of that show. And we were talking about it. And I surely I watched this episode, but I don't really remember. So I need to go back and check. I mean, you would think I would remember the episode where they ate sushi off a naked girl, but apparently not. But anyway, so yeah. So now this quarterback, he said the trip was reportedly shot during February and March of the spring semester, but he had to issue an official apology after this aired. And he says, I would like to apologize for my poor judgment while on the TV show and acknowledge that I have made a mistake I will learn from. It was not my idea nor any of my friends' ideas to eat sushi off a model. I should have exercised better judgment and declined the idea immediately when it was brought up by the producers. Blah, 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 blah. This is not a reflection of his character. He wants to humbly move past it. All that kind of junk. Dude, you had to know you were going to be on TV. I mean, what did you think? This was never going to be seen and everyone was just going to not think anything of it? Do I think she he should apologize? No. I think it was just a fun vacation thing and he's a college student. And if you're thinking that college students aren't doing worse, you're delusional. But it just cracks me up that this poor kid had to issue an apology. And hopefully it doesn't ruin his bright and shiny football career at whatever school, Nevada, Las Vegas, that I had never even heard of. So back to my getting rid of things. I leave half price books and then I still have this box of home good things, plates, glasses, stuff that we just didn't need because we would have duplicates, that kind of thing. So I go to Salvation Army, which is conveniently across the parking lot. 
And the line is giant. I don't know if everyone has just decided that before the holidays they want to get rid of all their stuff too. But I think the line was four or five cars deep. And the lady in front of me had a Porsche fine. She legitimately was donating her entire house. I'm like, can you read the room, ma'am? Like, sorry, you're a stay-at-home soccer mom and you have all day to fill your little mid-size SUV with everything you've ever owned that you now don't want because you've upgraded it. But some of us actually have to go work to, to back to work today. Like I'm talking, there was like legit a Christmas tree, games, everything, bags of clothing, like anything you think of this lady was tossing out. And I'm like, I just want to get rid of this one box because I'm now on my third stop of trying to get rid of things within my lunch hour today. We also have been having a saga, as it were, with DirecTV, getting that set up with moving. So we get everything signed up for. The guy rolls in and is all ready to go with our appointment. He's here for 15, 20 minutes and says, oh, just kidding. I actually can't set up your TV because we're not allowed to. And I get the phone call from Grant while I'm at work. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why didn't direct TV? Why did they let us sign up for this? Why didn't anyone at the apartment tell me this when I called and asked if it was the same thing? So I tell Grant to call this other guy who apparently it turns out is the same guy as who does our internet. So, you know, I've already spent a half hour on the phone with him a couple weeks ago setting that all up. And he's like, no, I'm just irritated that they didn't tell you this. So you can do it yourself. Like you just do it because I don't want to be the go between. All of this to say that men are helpless. He also wanted me to bitch to my work people via email when I was like, you just need to put a work order for this in. I'm not going to be that person is like going around and going directly to the source because we're going to follow the rules. But my friend's boyfriend, she was having the same situation and her boyfriend harassed her for an entire month about submitting a work order. And she's like, you and I both log into the same computer like website to pay our rent. And that's where you put in work orders. Why can't you take the two seconds out of your day if it's bothering you so much to go and do this? And then later on, along those same lines, all of a sudden, he got really sick one night and she was out about and he calls her and is like, oh, can you please go get me some medicine? And she said, no, we should have some in the bathroom. If you go look in the drawer. And he is saying that he is too sick that he cannot go look in the bathroom to find out if they have medicine. She's like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, it is more work for me to literally stop at Walgreens and buy you medicine than it is for you to walk around the corner of our apartment and go dig through the drawers. But I just, anyway, sick men are helpless. All men are helpless. Moving is just, just happy that it's finally over. But we finally got DirecTV figured out. We do have it on the way. Also during this saga, my coworker was trying to get me to switch to Hulu Live. Um, but it's kind of like along the same lines as my radio issue. You know how I like to have direct or direct TV satellite radio. I don't like to just have it being my phone and having to make a choice. I just really like no commitment and turning on the TV to whatever and not making decisions. So I'm hoping by the time tomorrow night, Tuesday rolls around, aka bachelor night, I will have TV up and running 
also assuming that ABC and DirecTV have finally solved their fucking contract issues, which tune into last week's episode of Binging Batch to hear my very fresh anger on that topic, if you'd like to hear me get very riled up. And now that I have moved and purged some stuff, it is, of course, conveniently Christmas, and I thought I would share with you all some of the things I have on my Christmas list just to get a little more insight into the ridiculousness that is my head. For fun things, I am asking for a hot pink, one of those fluffy teddy coats. Um, It's just an Amazon thing, and I think it's only $40, so going to serve some looks. I'm asking for some Steve Madden boots. They're black with a rhinestone ankle strap. This will be year two that I think I'm asking for these Betsy Johnson bedazzled little booties. I don't know why no one in my family thinks I need them. Of course, I can think of several occasions when I would have places to wear them. Other things... I want a plaid jacket that is a shirt jacket. I want this fake pearl like purse thing. It looks like giant pearls all over. Um, I'm sure you've seen the giant pearl trend on headbands and everything, but there's purses that look like that. And again, is it practical? Of course not. Do I want it to have to use twice a year? Yes. Yes, I do. I also apparently have a pink thing going. There are these hot pink satin bow heels that I really, really want. I'm just going to have a whole Elle Woods Legally Blonde Everything Pink moment. So we'll see if my family slash significant other can come through. Um, I do have some less fun things on my list because I am apparently an adult. The first one is being a humidifier. Our new place is dry AF. And I've looked up ideas thinking about how we can, you know, make our own just because we don't want to spend, you know, moving's expensive and we're just not ready to spend, you know, the $40 into getting a humidifier because that's not fun. I am still considering asking for an exercise bike. No, not a Peloton because I'm not trying to make anyone's parents shell out three grand for a bike despite what Grant thinks. And the last not fun thing, adult thing is I think I'm going to ask for a water pick. I have been having so many mouth and teeth issues lately. Um, Long story short, I am on antibiotics at the moment, and I have to go eight whole days without alcohol, technically nine, because I had to go 24 hours before I started them to have a clear system, because of course they said it would make me very sick if I drink on it. So I was on these antibiotics, and... Next week, we have a wine night that we got invited to, and I thought it was going to work out that wine night wasn't going to be until that weekend, but it is next week, and I am very sad that I can't participate. It's going to be on a Tuesday. Of course, I was like, well, I can't participate because I have bachelor and priorities, but now I also can't drink, so just double reasons why I can't go, but it is probably a good thing. I'm not attending this time because the last time we went to this hangout with this group and they had a wine party, I think in total we went through 18 bottles of wine and this was a Wednesday night, which poor planning. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea, 
but I do not remember getting home. I projectile vomited, mostly into my toilet, I'll have to say, but projectile vomited, one of those, like, I had to take a shower afterwards, and I was the most hungover the next day at work that I maybe have ever been, and I had to leave work early because I was not going to make it. Everyone asked me why I went to work in the first place, but honestly, I didn't think it was going to be that bad when I got up. I was suspicious of it, but I thought, I can fight this through. I'm not a quitter. Young Laura would fight through hangovers all the time. Instead, I hit 10.30, 11 in the morning. I had to go to my boss and say, hey, I got to go. I got home. I took a four-hour nap. I honestly believe I was more tired than anything because we didn't get home until one something. So just that combination, terrible. Took my four-hour nap, had McDonald's delivered, just Uber eats it, even though I live not very far from McDonald's. And yeah, made friends with one of the girls there. We became Facebook friends. We traded phone numbers. She texted me the next day, one of those like 6 p.m. the next day and said, here's a photo we took time stamped at one something in the morning and she's like I don't remember leaving and I'm like thank god I'm glad I'm not the only one we had another guy who was at the party he was like passing out sleeping on the floor we had a couple other guys though that they said they felt fine it was just all over but I was just happy that I wasn't alone and long story short I guess thank you to my troublesome mouth who was making me ask for shitty boring Christmas presents for making me be responsible and not go get wasted on a Tuesday night at another wine night. Speaking of presents, I do have one secret Santa this year. And no, I'm not going to tell you what I'm getting them. But I keep seeing this bird mask that pops up on all these ads that I don't need. And it looks like an actual beak. Like it's yellow with black on the inside and it opens when you talk up and down. Um, I'm not saying my secret Santa person is getting one, but I'm not not saying that. So just, I'll probably post, I'll post a picture of it so you can see it. Also for myself, I keep seeing pretty silk ones and ones with fancy chains to hold it on that I also definitely do not need, but 100% want because again, this mask thing apparently is going to continue for a while. So it's got to be stylish. It is, of course, nearing the end of the year, and that means that everyone is having their Spotify rap list just come out. And I have to be honest, I always get super jealous. And I have to let you all in on my <laughs> insane secret shame that will no longer be a secret. But if you ever thought I was cool before, which I doubt you did, but if you ever did, that bubble is about to be popped real, real hard. So I don't have Spotify. You would assume that I would just have Apple Music, right? Nope, I do not have that. I get my streaming music from the one and only Napster. Yes, the early 2000s downloading music account. It still exists. I have have an app on my phone. It's probably the same price as everything else. It's like 10 bucks, 8 bucks a month. And yeah, uh, I still have Napster. (laughs) Why do you ask? Uh, Probably because I'm insanely freaking lazy and I have so many playlists on there that it just seems like shit tons of work to switch. Like the amount of stuff I have from years and years and years 
I don't know. They have new music. There's nothing, never been anything that I can't find. I don't know. Napster, it's still out there. I guess I just can't help it. I'm secretly lame, you know, between Facebook and my Snapchat using and my Napster using. But every time around this time of year, I do get very jealous and I would love to see my trash musical taste laid out in data format. So, I mean, not going to lie, jealous of that. And now you all know, again, as usual, too much about me. Finally, it is time for our unsolicited recommendation of the week. We are going to keep it Christmas themed this year. And I'm going to talk about my favorite Christmas movie of all time, the very classic White Christmas. Yes, the musical that came out in 1954. Come bring it home full circle on how I am not cool. Uh, this movie stars Rosemary Clooney, Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Vera Ellen. It's about a singing duo that met in the army. And then later on, they meet a sister singing duo. Then they run into their old army general, who is now the owner of an inn that isn't doing great because it is unseasonably warm. They think they're not going to have a white Christmas. So they make a plan to save the day. It is delightful. It has great costumes, great dancing, great singing. It's pretty. It's happy. It's festive. Basically everything you want out of a holiday movie. And... It is on Netflix, so you have no excuse at all. Take a couple hours, go watch White Christmas, favorite Christmas movie of all time. You are welcome. And so ends another episode of Whatever Laura Wants. Thank you all for listening. I hope you survived your Thanksgiving and are into full holiday mode. Let me know what you're asking Santa for. Or let me know if I'm missing something that I shouldn't be asking for to make me cooler. Maybe for something that will transfer all my Napster playlists into Spotify. I don't know. Either way, I will see you all next Tuesday.